You're listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Discussing the topics that matter to you because they matter to us, including marketing, networking, generating business awareness, as well as covering various business tools and technology. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Hello and welcome to Brumpod episode 18. We are finally back after a, a slight hiatus due to various reasons. Uh, I'm here today with just Jason Jones because uh, Ewan can't join us today because of broadband issues, which is a, a nice little nod back to when we had our hiatus because of my broadband issues. So just me and Jason, but we'll make the yeah. best of it. Well, Ewan doesn't count, but the uh, the bad news is we're going to have to do his talking as well as our own. That's true. Well, it shouldn't be too bad. Well, I thought today we would probably have a, since it's just you and me, let's just have a little bit of a look back at how far Brummies has come over the years. Because You mean the five the, years, as in the five years, our anniversary? Yeah, the anniversary, which we all forgot. <laughs> oh, We didn't because forget, it it's just... It's been in existence for way longer than five years. Not that it feels like it. It definitely has. I'm sure there were some references to it in the uh, Old Testament. Oh, there were. Yes, it was on a on a on a stone tablet that was found uh, along with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, yeah, it loses something in translation, but yeah, it does a little been, bit. Yeah, it's only been brummies for five years, but you were doing this way before that. So, go on. How did it start? <laughs> well, since the beginning of time, um, well, it was, it was about four years prior to uh, to Brummies. <clears throat> Brummies started in January 2015, um, but we were under a different banner before that, uh, which I won't name now. Um, but it was basically the same at the time. It was the same concept. It was a case of create the group. It was free. It was nice and easy. Um, so we did. We joined up with this uh, other group that just let us get on with it. Uh, so that's what we did. So we carried all, on. It was always at the casino, wasn't it? That's always been our spiritual home. Yeah, it's always been at the casino. They've they've hosted us very well for uh, many years, so it's it's kind of made sense just to stay there. because They've, they've... always supported us. I remember back in the days when Paul Bradford was the, uh, was the sales manager for the casino, yeah, yeah, and it was still every every uh, first uh, second Tuesday of the month, and always at ten a.m. We've never changed that, but yeah, no, it's I, always I, stayed the same. Yeah, uh, and it, it was it was a conversation I had with Paul that basically got us to start this up because I found this group that was in Bromsgrove, and I thought, well, surely something like this would work in the centre of Birmingham. And at the time, there was not really any free networking in the centre of town. Very, very few, or if, or if there were, they were maybe the only, uh, the odd sporadic meeting here and there. There was nothing that was like a regular event. A lot of paid for ones, a lot of pay on the door type events without membership fees, um, but nothing really that was free, or nothing that was free that was what I would deem, you know, fairly good quality. Uh, I do remember there was uh, there was a whole spate of uh, breakfast networking events that came up. And yeah, it was usually a case of either ten pound in advance or on the door. Uh, get yourself a breakfast, meet the other people in the room, get back out to work. And that's how a lot of people 
started networking back then it was something you had to get out of the way before you got on with your day job yeah i mean that that's in in the end i, I mean I've, I've done breakfast networking for years i don't anymore but for years i'd done that as well and in some ways it just made me kind of feel like that networking by some organizations was being treated as a bit of a dirty secret yeah. uh like oh let's get it out of the way before work and then we can concentrate on the real stuff it's like well networking is part of the real stuff if, if you if you treat networking as a as a proper form of marketing your business and yourself, then it is part of your day job. Well, that's uh, one of the things I said uh, that first got me coming to proto Brummies or whatever you want to call it before it became Brummies was that Brummies BC. You, yeah, you could take time out of your business to work on your business, so you've got a completely different sector of networking. Yeah, yeah. And if you're self-employed and or one-man band or something like that, then more often than not, then for the well, for a meeting such as ours, then yes, it's only once a month for a couple of hours. So generally speaking, most people can plan in advance to take that even an hour out of their day just to pop along, given it's a you know drop-in style with us. Um, but with the breakfast ones, you know, we we did. I I, I certainly found over the years that there were a lot of people the breakfast ones. They just don't work for a lot of people, either with uh, getting kids to school or uh, practicalities. Or they're, they're, there are a lot of people that breakfast events, the early, early ones, they're just not suited for. Yeah. Um, and I thought when when we heard about this one, this in Bromsgrove that was at ten a.m., and we thought that's a refreshing change because uh, you haven't got to get up at the crack of dawn, and it just makes so it a bit more amenable. So you were running it for a few years, and then obviously it turned into Brummies. So why did that happen? Um, well, the the group that we were affiliated with over the years, which was a national chain, uh, they just they they started to change a few of the rules and uh, make things a bit more official, and and it just started. Feeling like we were, yeah, because it was very free and easy. It didn't take us long to market it every month. We were left our own devices, and then it started to feel like a bit of a chore uh, with the rules and regs and things that we had to start following. And it just didn't really sit right because it just felt like you were an employee, and it's like this isn't why we're doing this. Uh, and then the rules changed, and then it stopped becoming a free group, and we just had a a month's notice to say that as of next month, everyone's going to have to pay an annual thing. And it's like, hang on a minute, this isn't, you can't do that. And I think it was uh, at that point that Paul Bradford was leaving as well, which meant that you were going to be doing the whole thing by yourself. Yeah. And I, I, and we thought, well, there's, there's I, I didn't want the hassle of all the admin then. I didn't want to feel like an employee because obviously we weren't, we weren't being paid for any of this. Um, And we thought, well, no, there's, there's an, an easy way of doing this and that's by cutting ties. Uh, well, I say by yourself. You always had Danny supporting you, but he was very much the engine room. He looked after some of the back end systems. But uh, well, again, that that was before we even had a website. That that came later. Uh, in fact, uh, the the swap to Brummies was um, that that predated the the website. Because um, I remember that was when I joined. Because we had a conversation about the changes, and you you were saying about what needed to be done and i think it was just the idea that yeah i could definitely help out and i'm, I'm sure that you know we 
you'd need a team together and you'd have to be a, a team of more than just a couple of people because as this podcast shows, just two people yakking on is boring. But, <laughs> so I suggested that you would join us. So again, we all sort of met as a little bit of a round table, had a few discussions about what we could do. And then, and sadly, you failed the first interview, but you'd managed to scrape through into boot camp. Um, well, that was a thing. Was, you, you know, you had free coffee. There was no way you were going to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. So, but we, I, well, I, I think it, we it were... became very prevalent that it, this just it, we were batting at a certain pace. Um, you know, five, six, seven years ago, and we were we'd got to the point where we were getting an average of forty-five, fifty people in the room every month, and we were yeah. really pleased with that. But yeah, then it, when it was a case of uh, Paul was leaving his role and changing jobs, he wasn't able to do it anymore. Uh, I, I just I, di- I couldn't and didn't really want to do it on my own. So yes, then we brought you guys in, and it needed a little bit of something just to bring it up to the next level. So basically, you had no choice but to bring me in, which is no, which, no. Nah, you you are basically the last resort. Well, you held back your resentment really well. It's only just bubbled <laughs> under the surface over the last five years. So I do, I do commend you for your restraint. Oh, it is years of practice. I do remember that, yeah, there was that light bulb moment when we came up with the idea of Brummies because we were looking for a name that summed us up but would also be easily identified and recognised. And, you know, Brummie is a, a generic term. You can't copyright it. But we are no. brummies and we are networking. And once we put that in place, everything else just seemed to fall in around it. I remember Danny, yeah, I, yourself. It, it, it was one of those simple on. things that we're a networking group. It's in Birmingham. Let's just, I mean, it, it's, it's you know, one of the most generic possible names. Yeah. Um, but it's easily memorable. There's no acronym that you have to remember. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it does. It's a bit of a Ron Seal moment. You know, it's networking in Birmingham where Brum is networking. It does what it says on the tin. Yeah. It was like one of that stroke of genius that Manchester had with Greater Manchester. Because when you do a search online, if you put in Manchester, you'll get results for Greater Manchester. Where with Birmingham, if you put in Birmingham and then you put in West Midlands, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily bring the same results in. It was one of those little pre-internet faux pas but brummies just worked and then we started people rallied around the flag we put the website together you know we saw a lot of changes over the five years and it was not anything we instigated it was just that it took on a life of its own as brummies oh it it, it evolved and yeah we, we we found that you know five years or so ago five by four years ago we thought, well, we need to, you know, word was spreading manually via word of mouth and uh, a little bit on LinkedIn, because uh, Paul was the one at the time who was doing all the LinkedIn side of things. Like at the time, four years ago, I, I just, I never touched LinkedIn. I'd, I'd, I'd had an account for about 18 years, but I just yeah. never used it. So Paul did all that. So then I had to think, start thinking, I need to get in a few groups and just see what I can do. Uh and then the, the website needs to be done. Yeah, but it was such a small part of networking back then. I mean, in the past five years, it's been phenomenal. When I first yeah. joined this group, when I was first network, you know, 
we had this situation where people would meet, you'd exchange business cards, you'd email each other. That was your sudden connection. You know, you put their details in your um, in your file address book. Yeah. <laughs> now that doesn't happen. Now people will connect via LinkedIn. They'll message each other by social media. They will, you know, that sort of explosion has really helped build networking full stop because people will meet, but then there's an almost an immediate follow-up. You're not going back to your office and waiting for an email where it might've felt a bit weird five years ago to meet someone and then them send you a text message to get a, uh, you know, to get a, a, a LinkedIn message um, just saying, you know, great to meet you. By the way, here's where we are and, you know, here's follow-up doesn't seem weird at all. The landscape has changed. And I think that's really helped networking. I think it, it was definitely seen seen it evolve in the last five years away from things like LinkedIn groups, which are pretty much dead now. Yeah, they're, they're, to, they're nothing, are they? Yeah, through to people posting. The number of times we will finish an event and then we'll see all the, act, the follow-up activity live on LinkedIn and see those connections being made and seeing the success that a networking event can create after the event with the follow-up, that's where the real sort of buzz is at the moment. Although, oh, it is. You know, the, the, the amount of pictures that people take and then just start putting them on Twitter and LinkedIn and so many comments <laughs> and likes that start coming out of it, which is completely out of our control. It's, it's just people doing it off their, uh, off their own back, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but I never envisaged that at all. I didn't think that would be a thing. Hey, that's the crazy thing that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like the argument about uh, Microsoft on, you know, why does it have bugs? Because it's multiple architecture. But the line is, it does things the people that created it never expected it or intended it to do. And that's what happens yeah. with these sort of uh, events now. Networking is now, I, I went to this event, I met these people, they're great. Your connections, check them out, and then become their connections, and they do business together. And that's an amazing thing for networking. It means the success happens after the event, not necessarily during it, but it still happens because of the event. And I do kind of get a buzzer out of that. You know, when I see things like the sales squad that happens with the pubs and clubs, you know, Amy from Dirty Martini, Anna from Lost and Found, Sue from The Botanist, all working together because yeah. they've networked, made connections, and everything happens after the event it's just you you feel sort of proud of what you've achieved but on the other oh, hand it is. Something... It's, that's one of the best things that's come out of not not you know just as but from networking as an entity having having witnessed that sort of come about i think is absolutely brilliant and that that is the absolute epitome uh for me of what networking is all about it's all these venues that are uh joining forces uh helping each other out, uh, passing leads to each other when some venues can't accommodate certain things and they make sure that ultimately the the customer gets a great result. And that, that that's what it's all about. So yeah, when, to when play I, when I heard, any heard kind of part brilliant. in that is amazing. And But then by, you know, the other side of the coin is there's a lot of things with networking that we've seen stay exactly the same because sometimes the fundamentals don't change. You know, yep. you still see some people getting it right. You still see some people getting it wrong. You know, we've, we, when we put our networking 
basics guide together. And it was all about respect. You know, when you go into a room full of people, you're not looking to sell to them. You're looking to sell who you are, so they might refer you on to their connections. But the people in the room aren't necessarily your customers. If one of them turns out to be, that's a massive stroke of luck. Yeah. And it, it's I wouldn't say, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. But if anyone ever says that to you, the best way to mess with their head is go, you know what? Me either. That's uncanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but in terms of networking in a room, you you know, the, the basics are still down to respect for the other people in the room. You know, when you go into a room, you come in prepared. You prepare yourself. You present the best possible version of yourself to the room. We're not talking about going all out being fake so the person they follow up afterwards seems like your evil twin. You know, it, it's never a case yeah. of, you know, over-promise and then under-deliver. But by the other stroke of it, you get some people come into a room and it's, this is me, take me as I am. But, well, you're forgetting the other option, which is to not take you at all. You know, yeah. if you're going to what get try and get these people to refer and recommend you, then, yeah, there's a lot to be said for presenting the honest version of you, but not a case of, well, I can't be bothered to do anything more than this for you. So some people will dress up. Some people, you wish they would wear something better, like deodorant. Yeah, and not but, Crocs. Yeah, but that comes down to, again, the respect issue is you, you prepare. You know, the, the, the guy that's dressed uh, slightly quirky in the corner, now it could be that he's, you know, a rebel and it could be that he's very avant-garde or some kind of undiscovered genius. He could also be a breathtaking narcissist who just can't be bothered to accommodate anyone else in the room. And then he's still going to ask you for business. Yeah, or her. I've not got true. any particular person in mind, but yeah, it's it's just a case of there are sort of there's basic rules with with um, networking, which is be polite, don't mistake other people's politeness for interest, get to know the other people in the room, never assume somebody is not important because it, even if they're not important to you, their connections might be, but. So it's never a case of just, oh, who are you? What do you do? Oh, no, good, move on. Never disrespect someone like that. But also yeah, no, no one should ever that. dismiss anyone based on uh, preconceptions and presumptions because you just never, you never know who they might know. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, not just a networking thing, it's just a basic rule for life. Let's not treat people with uh, disdain based on something that is probably completely false and prejudiced. Yeah, an assumption. But also, by the same token, don't monopolize people's time. Get to know them. If you think there might be um, a connection to be made, a relationship to be had, it will happen outside of the event. As you see, the, the follow-ups on LinkedIn, the follow-ups in person, the meeting of the yeah. next event. But let them let them go network with some other people as well. You know, that always works. And again, you are... You're drinking coffee, you're standing in close proximity with a room full of people, you're shaking hands more often than you've probably done in the entire week beforehand. So, you know, there is an element of you want to be presentable to the other people in the room. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm always, because I drink coffee by the gallon, I'm always paranoid about having coffee breath by the end of it. 
So I tend to nip to the loo, wash my hands, check my breath, and come back out. But, uh, yeah, nobody's told oh, that's me I've what got you're horrendous. Doing. Yeah, nobody's told me that I've got horrendous coffee breath so far. But maybe they don't know me well enough to feel comfortable telling me. And I basically, well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yes, you, you you can uh, yeah you can listen to this podcast and then click like to say Jason's breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, especially at the moment, you with um, with the uh, coronavirus in the news, it is a case of yeah, you're shaking hands with a lot of people. I think we'll probably put hand sanitizer out at the next event, and you just behave sensibly and respectfully to other people. You know, it's yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. that's that's the thing. You know, we, we've we've <laughs> we've had, as you know, we've we've had a blog post. Um, ready to go should the need arise uh in it's still in draft mode and i'm hoping it'll just stay in draft mode and then end up just being deleted yeah. uh, about how to we you know just just mentioning the whole coronavirus thing because the last thing we want to do is start you know ringing the the alarm bell for various things when it comes to networking and we don't exactly. want to spread anything misinformation or anything like that but we thought we'll there are there are some guidelines that the World Health Organization have put out, the NHS have put out, government have put out, um, and now there are a, a few cases of, that have happened in Italy, and there are fears that it could spread throughout Europe. We're hoping not, but there are some yeah. basic things that you can do just to prevent things, and it, you know, by washing hands regularly, using sanitizers and things. It, it's just one of those basic things that everyone can do. Ultimately, like all the other disasters that are happening at the moment, like the floods in Shrewsbury, the other stuff, business needs the support of other business. So the general advice at the moment is keep networking unless you don't feel well, in which case you definitely shouldn't be networking. Yeah. But while you're out and about networking, wash your hands and take the sensible precautions. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no need at the moment to show up to a networking event in a hazmat suit. Because you still need to get leads, but you know, by the same token, if you're feeling a bit under the weather, yeah, that last thing, just just you know, coronavirus and and serious things aside, I mean, having even if you've had you know a cold or something, by actively going to a networking event and and spreading it around, it's not kind, it's not friendly. It's, It's like the general HR advice about work. You know, if you come into an office with the sniffles, you may think you're being a hero. Uh, by coming in and not putting the workload on your other colleagues, you're actually potentially just passing on your sniffles to your colleagues. And if your office can't cope with you off being ill, that's not a failure of your own for being ill. That would be a failure of your line managers and your company to not have enough business continuity planning to cope with you being off with the sniffles. Because at some point, everybody gets the sniffles and will have to you know take a little bit of time off to get themselves well before they make everyone else unwell and that 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 logic still applies to networking to socializing to going out full stop if you're not up to it you don't do it but when you are out just behave sensibly the best advice at the moment is wash your hands wash your hands a lot you'll be fine yeah that that's the one that keeps coming up on all the um official advice sites i found that that you know it's just something as basic as that can really uh, make a massive difference so it is just about being sensible 
So what about the future of Brummies now? We've we've done we've done Brummies on tour events. You know, one of my proudest achievements for Brummies is we successfully organised a piss up in a brewery. Yeah. We did it. They can never take it away from us. We could have got it wrong and been damned for all time, but we rolled the dice and we won. And that is now that is now an official achievement, both personally and for Brummies Group. We've done events. <laughs> yeah. The botanist, we've had birthday parties, we've had uh, pizza, we've we've been to all different sort of places. What do you think yeah. is gonna happen Cocktail over evenings. the next Oh yes, I barely remember those, but yeah, they, were yeah. definitely, they were definitely. I'm, I'm not good. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next? I mean, there's so many new venues coming up. There's so many new opportunities. You know, wow, that's the, the thing. Venues come up all the time. There's, you know, so far all of our events, bar none, have been completely free of charge. Um, there is scope in the future to to hold some other events that have either got some form of activity or uh, proper food or proper drink and that kind of thing with a and charge a nominal fee as a one-off, not not an annual fee, but just a event fee. I'd, I'd but, like to do one for charity, so where we could, yeah. Yeah, there's there's charity fundraising evenings we can do or uh, events we can do. There's, there's a lot of things we could do. Uh, yeah. We just haven't ventured into that uh, that space yet, but... Obviously, our main core event, the second Tuesday of the month events, those will always be free. Let's let's make sure that's played. At our spiritual home of the uh, Grosvenor Casino. But you know what? They have done us proud over the years. Oh, you know, they have? All, all, the, all the changes that have been going on, that's been the one consistent thing. And, you know, I'd have to definitely thank Matt and the rest of the team for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I mean, virtual brummies... Brummies in space. Who knows? Well, there's a lot that could be done. Uh, I mean, there are certain things that, the way things are moving, there are certain technologies that could prove useful in the future. Obviously, there's there's going to have to be ways of funding that. Uh, if we went down the sort of techie route with apps and that kind of thing, as things as things stand, we certainly won't be doing that kind of thing because there is no uh, uh, budget being a free event, but. Oh, you say that. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever seen the Pepper's Ghost trick with holograms? Yes. Um, yeah. You could do that. You could have networking in two separate events and get people to stand in front of the camera and have Pepper's Ghost hologram appear to somebody at a completely different venue, network across two venues simultaneously. It's true. <laughs> Did you hear the bit about the no-budget thing, though? Uh- <laughs> Because that, that's oh, yeah. a bit of a stumbling block. <laughs> to be honest, no budget has basically stalled my ascendancy to greatness since yeah. birth. Really. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, well, I mean, you know, we, we've got the scope to hold events wherever. There are so many events, uh, event spaces in the Midlands that we could uh, and make there's so use many of. That, and there's so much support that we've had. You know, it's fantastic to see how well Brummies has been received. I actually, I actually self-deprecated and called it a highly overrated coffee morning when somebody <laughs> was asking me about it at an event, and a regular at Brummies actually stopped me, told them not to listen to me, sang the praises of Brummies, and then handed them over a business card for Brummies. The oh, they probably we, thought you were having another episode. Yeah, possibly, but it was just that fact that 
people think so well of it. And that's a fantastic feeling because it's not because of what we did. It's because of what's happened in the room with the people that have attended over the years. It's, yeah. And it, it's, it's a nice feeling to see what how successful it's been and what's made it successful. And I'm really interested to see what's going to happen over the next five years. I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the key thing. The the thing about Brummies is it is all about the members and it is the members who attend that make the meetings. Yeah. Um, there, there is, there is no, there's nothing we can do actively between the three of us now uh, that can orchestrate it in such a way uh, to make people do the kind of thing they do because we have, we, as you say, we have so many people that are actively uh, going out there as our advocates. Well, there's the plenty of Brummies. There's plenty I could do to lower membership. I mean, just give me a guitar. Well, yeah, yeah, you're now banned from all stringed instruments. Um, not after the episode of January. Oh, um, there's uh, there's a, there's another one coming up for uh, <laughs> for March brummies. Trust me. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but that you know, our, our members are what the meetings are all about because they are actively, basically, doing our job for us, uh, which makes our life easier, which is brilliant. And for that, I'll uh, be forever thankful. Uh, well, people always ask how, uh, you know, how do we make money out of Brummies? And the glib answer is very successfully, thank you. But the honest answer is we get referrals and business the same as everyone else. Yeah. And that's, that's all you can ask for. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's no need to sit back and try and make a profit out of networking by running a networking event you can network and be successful at that by getting referrals in your own right and that has worked for every single member of the team past and present yeah absolutely well i think that probably wraps up another episode for the time being so thank you for tuning in uh, and if you're a Brummies member and you've attended in the past or even if just once then thank you for coming along and we hope to see you again in the future but for now We'll bid you adieu and we'll see you for episode 19. You've been listening to Brumpod, the podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Follow us on Twitter at Brumpod. You can subscribe to future episodes using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and several other podcast platforms. Just search for Brumpod. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do consider leaving us a review. Music by Bureaucratic. We'll see you on the next episode.